Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. Today we're reading from Acts chapter 4 and verse 5 through 12. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> oh, that, that's becoming too cliche, but that's what's happening. Had he had a microphone. I got to I got to tell you. I I love this. I love this. Uh, he, he's had a, he's got to spend the night in jail for preaching Christ, for doing a miracle, for doing a good work. And we're told that Peter is full of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to say that he's been premeditating, you know, what to say at all. This is one of those instances where God has provided and he's speaking from inspiration. But, uh, the, you know, the, the inspiration begins with pointing out exactly what is the crime here? What is the problem here? He starts by rehearsing, hey, I healed a man. The power of Christ healed a man. Uh, is that what you want to know about? Is that why I was arrested? Well, sure. It's understandable that I'm going to get arrested for making a lame man walk. Would, wouldn't you just arrest anybody who was accomplishing that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Clear and present danger. But the no other name, what a powerful thing. And that's the problem. Yesterday, we talked about being disturbed, being annoyed. And that's what they're annoyed at. That's what they're disturbed at. We would be happy for you to heal people in the name of Moses. We would be happy for you to heal people just in the name of Yahweh. But you're healing people in the name of Jesus. And that we can't tolerate because if you can raise up this man from the ground, that might mean Jesus was raised up from the dead and we cannot tolerate that. But Peter's connection, this man is healed. Mm -hmm. I think it was last week. Sometime we talked about this pointing out that that's the word that's the exact same word that he uses at the end. There's no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. Saved. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. Nobody's going to get healed. Nobody's going to get made whole, especially when you're talking about from a spiritual standpoint, other than by the name of Jesus Christ. It's not going to happen by your name, Andrew. No. It's not going to happen by my name. No. It doesn't happen by Joseph Smith's name. Mm-hmm. It does not happen by the Pope's name. Mm-hmm. Does not happen by Muhammad's name. Mm-hmm. Does not happen by Siddhartha Gautama's name, otherwise no. known as Buddha. Jesus, the name of Jesus. That's it. I think this is just as disturbing to folks today as it was on that day. 
because where we are today is nobody's allowed to make exclusive claims. Nobody's allowed to say there's only one place where you can find life. You can, there's only one place you can find salvation. But that's the claim of Christianity in Jesus Christ. Well, that's a, that is the claim. The there is one way, Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father no but one. through me. No one. No one. No other name given whereby we must be saved. No one. And, and you know, we, we start out by saying, boom. <laughs> that really, that really makes it clear, doesn't it? That really puts forth the challenge. And the challenge is not to say, well, then um, Jesus is one among many. The challenge is to take this claim and investigate it. It's either true or false. And and that's where we see the, the strategy, I guess, of the leaders, the strategies here, and particularly as it plays out through the rest of, of Acts chapter 4. They just wanted to go away. They want them to stop talking about it, stop saying this. They're not interested in, in digging into, okay, the, the lame man is healed. Um, hey, where was that body? Because the tomb is empty. We're, we're not tracking down uh, any, of the, any of the evidence or exploring any of the possibilities to decide if, if Jesus is true or not. They just wanted to stop. They just wanted to go away. The only name under heaven by which we must be saved is a message that hopefully will cause us today to not make a very silly mistake, not not pursue a very silly error. Look, if you want to disbelieve, if you want to claim that Jesus was never raised from the dead, okay. I mean, I disagree with you, and I think that's very detrimental for your eternal salvation, your soul, and your destiny. But okay, that's fine. If you want to say that you think it's all bunk, that it's all... Claptrap, that, that none of it's true. That's fine. Let's talk about that. We can have that discussion. But do not make the very silly mistake of saying that Christianity, Jesus Christ, is one truth among many, mm. is one savior among many, mm-hmm. is a part of the eclectic bringing together of all the religions that are out in the world. Because you cannot claim that about Christianity. You cannot take Jesus, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, and shove him into this this pantheon of potential deities or this one aspect of potential perspectives. He said, no, it's me. It's only me. If he's right, then all those others can't be it. If he's wrong, then he cannot be a part of this supposed pantheon of potentials. And to your point, uh, when the uh, Peter's speaking to them, and I think it's verse 11 here, Acts 4, verse 11, he's talking about Jesus. He says, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. It is possible for someone to reject Jesus Christ, but that actually doesn't change who he is, change his role. The Lord is, is so good to give us a choice. And to give us the dignity of respecting our choice. But understand at the end of the day, it's not my truth or my, you know, my truth, my belief, my perspective on Jesus, your truth, your perspective. He is who he is. And the Lord God has deemed it that he is the chief cornerstone. He is the key foundational element in this plan of redemption, um, building upon it for eternal life. What I want to do, thinking about this idea of stone, I, I heard this, uh, I read this in a book somewhere. I like the idea of thinking that my job today is not to go out and converting everybody in the world. My job is, as I talk to people, to plant a little stone 
in their shoe. The little pebble in the shoe. The little pebble I in the shoe. I might have read something about that too. And this is the little pebble. This is the stone, the chief cornerstone that I want to place in people's shoes. And that is you have to deal with this challenge. Jesus presents a challenge. Folks today have the idea that the default position is it, it can't be true and so I don't have to deal with it. No, we have to deal with it. Jesus claimed, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Peter claims you can't have life. You can't have salvation by any other person. This is the only place where you're going to get it. Something happened on that Passover weekend, and we have to answer what? If it's not exactly what the Bible said, what was it? Because something produced this. And something, I'm going to get back again, what's causing this problem? They've been preaching the resurrection, and that was disturbing. We talked about, I, I can't even remember, it's, the, the days start to run together sometimes on when we talked about what, but there was that idea that the default position is there's no resurrection. That's the modern default. And the thought is that at this, at this time, that wasn't. No, that was the default. That was the default. There's well, no resurrection. It certainly was with the Sadducees, which yeah. is the group of people. That was a doctrinal tenet for them. And that's the thing that caused their hang-up. Yet something happens to convince a ton of those people so that Christianity is even still the largest religion on the face of the earth today. Well, and you're not going to get away from Jesus. Just as all of this teaching is rooted in this death and resurrection, death and life, life and death. And uh, you know what? We got the same problem going on today. People die. You're not going to escape that. And that's a, a great uh, equalizer. And that's why we need to come to Jesus Christ. There is salvation in no other name. you got to decide about Jesus. I do want to think just, just a moment here about this idea of by what power or by what name, because that's just an interesting concept. We know mm, the scripture yeah. is going to say later in Colossians, I believe, that whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. And so we back up to this passage that we're reading this week. Peter says, you guys are wanting to know by what power or by what name. Some mm -hmm. translations, I think, say by what authority or yeah. by what name. Yes. And that's what in the name of means. It means by the power. It means by the authority. And so here, Peter is healing a man by the authority, authority. by the name of Jesus Christ. That's the exact same background for how I'm supposed to live my life every day by the power, by the authority of Jesus, by what Jesus has authorized, because Jesus is the king, because Jesus was raised from the dead. Absolutely. Let's have a prayer about that. God in heaven, thank you so much for the time we can spend talking about your word. Thank you for raising up Jesus from the dead. Thank you for raising up this lame man from the ground and walking him. Thank you for this word that has revealed all of this truth to us. May we have the faith to shine the light of your gospel into the hearts and minds of everyone we come in contact with. We do ask, Father, that you'd be with everyone who's listening to what we're talking about here, that you would be a blessing in their lives and use this time together talking about the text to lift people up, to draw them closer to you. Help us as we continue throughout this week to bring glory to your name. Thank you for loving us, Father. We love you. Through your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. 
Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well,